Here we go. You know, like I say, I like listening to this because I'm just going to look at the scriptures and read it, you know. Make comment on the main stuff we see. Okay, anyway. It's really, like I say, it's just fantastic. It really is. The more you look at it, you you can't get any more earlier than that. Okay, that is it. It's Genesis all the way down to, we'll call it future, through Revelation. Anyway, we're going to pick up pick up a little bit of something right here in uh, in Mark. Mark is a story by itself, beginning to end about Jesus. Okay, when he was born, up to where he finally he went to the cross, and then he's in heaven. Okay, Matthew's the same way, Mark same way, Luke's the same way, and John is the same way. Oh, <clears throat> some of them have a little bit more history at the at the like the birth of Jesus. You'll see that in. Anyway, oh, and a few others. The others may not record that. But anyway, so let's go to Mark here just a moment. And I want us to go all the way to 14. Okay, let me see what we got here. Mark chapter 14. Okay, yeah. So, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, this is j- just a praise report. Or Rich, you just got lucky. No. Jesus is in this room. Not new 14. But I didn't know it was going to land right there. Look at this. Look at this. Here we go. Notice what he says. I, I'm after this verse right here. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, after they, this is my blood poured out for many, uh, sealing the new covenant between God and man. I'm going to back up to the verse right above it, though, because look what it says right here. He took a cup of wine. I was reading, I don't like the Living Bible. It, it just said he took the cup. It was a cup of wine. The Living Bible's right. Okay. Yeah, but I don't want to tell my young people, and I don't want, let's don't... Yes, you do. You know, we a church is a church body. We could take care of everybody. If I thought somebody was going to get rip-roaring drunk and kill themselves, guess what? I'll be the first one to say something to them because I saw it. Because I have a heart, you know. It's like the Bible says in the Old Testament, Moses said, if you see your enemy with a donkey that's under a burden and he can't get his donkey up, go help him, okay? That's what we're supposed to do. Anyway, here we go. He took a cup of wine, gave thanks to God for it, well, that wouldn't be right. No, just keep going. And he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. What about the germs? <laughs> and he said to them, this is, the, this is my blood poured out for many, sealing the new, the new agreement between God and man. Isn't that neat you have an agreement? You know, of course, it's New Testament, but it's nice to see it that way. I solemnly declare, look at this, I shall never, look at that, again. Jesus, so I know. No, he just drank like the rest of us. Okay, whatever. Taste wine until the day I drink it, a different kind in the kingdom of God. No, drink it. That, that happened in three days. He was, boy, he was resurrected. He ate fish with him. You think he ate that fish dry? I don't think so. I think he would have had something to drink. They sang a hymn and went into the Mount of Olives. Now watch this. This is where we're going this morning. All of you will desert me. Remember, he's fixing to be crucified. Jesus foretold him, for God has declared, look at that phrase, through the prophets... Well, see, that's going to be in our Bible. We're going to take a look. I will kill the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But after I'm raised to life again, I'll go to Galilee and meet you there. This phrase right there came from the prophets. Jesus keeps thinking we know all this. Now, I'll be the first one to admit I didn't because I went to a church that didn't spend a whole lot of time with the Bible. Oh, they love Jesus, but we didn't spend a whole lot of time knowing what was going on. Let's go see where that was. Because Jesus just said that happened. It happens to be in Zechariah, and we're going to go to 13. Oh, now look at this. Now, we jumped into this, but uh, I want to get to where uh, this guy mentioned it. Let me speed down there to it. Yeah, look at this. Verse 7. 
Awake, O sword, against my shepherd. Now this is a guy prophesying, and we're going to give him uh, about 500 years before, this, before Jesus was at the cross. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, the man who is my associate. Look at that. And equal, hello, that's Jesus. Says the Lord Almighty, strike down the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. But I will come back and comfort and care for the lambs. Well, that would be resurrection right there. Can't you see? That's, wow. Okay, now that's all it was. Okay. Now, well, when did all this happen? Let's back up. We were talking this morning about Ezra already and uh, those divorces. And when they came back from Nebuchadnezzar, okay, they came back. They lost their kingdom. They wound up as slaves. You mean back in Egypt? No, that was, that was after Abraham. They were slaves, okay? Remember Joseph, coat of many colors? That was then. And Moses got them out. Then they lost their kingdom again 600 years later. Completely lost it because they were worshiping cows and other gods. Zechariah is in this time frame. Okay, uh, subject. Messages, messages from the Lord. These messages, Zechariah chapter 1, were given to Zechariah, son of Bechariah, the grandson of... Why do we need all that? Because it actually happened. These guys are actual fellows. In the early November, in the second year of the reign of King Darius. Hey! Daniel Lion's Den type guy. He's actually another Darius, but nonetheless. Oh, Esther. Days of Esther. This is where we're at. The Lord God was very angry with your fathers, but uh, will turn again and favor you only if you'll return to him. Don't be like your fathers were. The earliest prophets pled in vain with them to turn from all their evil. That was during the days of after Solomon. You know, King David, Solomon, everything looking pretty good. Then after that, boy, the kings were up and down, up and down. Worship idols, worship God. Some were good, some were bad. Come return to me, the Lord said. But no, they wouldn't listen. They paid no attention. That's what brought on Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. Your fathers and the prophets are long dead. But remember the lesson they learned. God's word endures. It caught up with them and punished them. Then at last they repented. We have gotten what we deserve from God, they said. He has done just what he warned us he would. He would. Now remember, this is, we're going to come back. He told them 70 years. In 70 years, Nebuchadnezzar or whatever, his descendants are going to let you go and you're going to come back. Boy, the story of, uh, of who covered it, Ezra and Nehemiah. The following Feb February, still in the second year of the reign of King Darius, another message from the Lord came to Zechariah. Son of, okay, same thing, okay. In a vision of the night, I saw a man on a red horse that was standing among the myrtle trees beside a river. Behind him were other horses, a red, a bay, and a white, each with its rider. Let's stop here and let's begin to figure this stuff out. This is mysterious. You don't need to. He's going to tell you. And an angel stood beside me and I asked him, Sir, what are those horses for? So all I got to do is keep reading. I don't even need a preacher. Just read your Bible. Look at that. I'll tell you. Then the rider on the red horse, he was the angel of the Lord. No, excuse me. He was the angel of the Lord, answered me. The Lord has sent them to patrol the earth for him. The other riders reported to the angel of the Lord. We have patrolled the whole earth and everywhere, look at this, there's prosperity and peace. Upon hearing this, the angel of the Lord prayed this prayer. O oh Lord, Almighty, for 70 years, there's the 70 years, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel, they're all in another land. They're basically in Baghdad. You know, Saddam Hussein has on his wall before he got killed, he said he was the son of Nebuchadnezzar, a descendant, whatever. 
70 years your anger raged against Jerusalem and the cities of Judah. Now why? Because they worshipped idols. They They did not want Jesus. I don't want anything to do with them. Moses promised them, if you do that, you're going to lose your nation. You're going to be cursed. You're not going to have any blessings. You're going to lose it all. And they were like, I don't care. I don't care. Well, it happened. Your anger raged against Jerusalem and the cities of Judah. How long will it be until you show your mercy to them again? That's what the angel on the horse said to the Lord. Now look what the Lord says. All right. Uh, And the Lord answered the angel who stood beside me, speaking words of comfort and assurance. The angel said, shout out this message from the Lord God Almighty. Don't you think I care what's happened? Wow. To Judah and Jerusalem. I am as jealous as a husband for his captive wife. I'm very angry. Look at this. I'm very angry with the heathen nations sitting around at ease. For I was only a little displeased with my people. But the nations afflicted them far beyond my intentions. Boy, remember what Hitler did. Boy, you think Jesus didn't know about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Therefore, the Lord declares, I have returned to Jerusalem with my mercy. My temple, there it is, will be rebuilt. Remember, this is 500 years somewhat before could be 400 before Jesus showed up. And Jesus has referenced this story. Says the Lord God Almighty, and so will all, what does it say? Yeah, he said, I'll be merciful. And, uh, and so will all Jerusalem. Say it again, the Lord God, look at this, the Lord Almighty declares that the cities of Israel will flow, look at this, will overflow with prosperity. See, that's us today. You think the Lord's mad? No, uh-uh. He loves you. And again, the Lord will comfort Jerusalem and bless her and live in her. Then I looked and I saw four animal horns. Oh, got to go ask somebody. No, you don't. Ask that angel. What are these? I asked the angel. They represent the four world powers that have scattered all of Israel. Remember, they all got captured. This all makes sense. Wonder who they'd be? Be the Persians. Who else were the Persians and the Assyrians and whoever else was in power? The Greeks. Anyway, the ones who scattered Judah, Israel, and Jerusalem. Then the Lord comfort me with four blacksmiths. Oh, I'm going to read about that and what that means. No, don't ask no questions. Keep reading. What have these men come to do? The angel said, I have come to take hold of the four horns. No, they have come to take take hold of the four horns. Those are nations that scattered Judah so terribly and to pound them in a handful. Don't you remember when Jesus came here? The Jews were in charge. They were in charge of Jerusalem. I mean, they were still subject to the Roman Empire, but it looked to me like they lolly well had their way, you know. Jesus didn't have to run for cover when he was here. Okay, keep moving. Watch this. When I looked around me, I saw a man carrying a yardstick in his hand. What are you going to do, I asked. Measure Jerusalem. Now think, why is he going to do this? Now we have this in the, in the book of Revelation, 1,500 miles high, 1,500 miles wide. John was told to measure it. But notice what he says here. I want to see whether it's big enough for all the people. Now this is what your blessings and I are when we get out of here. You have these same blessings because God's not angry with us. Then the angel who was talking to me went over to meet another angel coming toward him. Boy, all these angels, what's going on? You know, so far we don't need anybody to explain nothing. He says, go tell this young man, said the other angel, that Jerusalem will someday be so full of people she won't have room uh, enough for all. You know, that's what Isaiah said in Isaiah 54. Anyway, many will live outside the city. Now watch this. With all their many cattle, look at this, and yet they will be safe. That's you and I. Praise the Lord today. We don't need to be... 
When you go to church, we don't have to worry about our houses being robbed. That's actually a scripture. When you come to worship at Jerusalem, don't worry about your property. I will make sure nobody attacks you while you're gone. Wow. For the Lord himself, look at this, will be a wall of fire protecting them. Boy, that, that's who he is for you and I today. And he'll be the glory of the city. Come flee from the land of the north. There it is. See, they were in captivity to Nebuchadnezzar. But now Nebuchadnezzar and them, his great-great-grandson Darius, they issued an order. All Jews everywhere can go home. That's the story of Ezra and Nehemiah. Fantastic story. Y'all are free. Go back home if you want to. And oh, while you're there, pray for me. And they gave them a lot of money. Remember, and all hell broke loose when they got to Jerusalem because the, the people around there were like, you can't be rebuilding the temple. You're going to revolt. But they shut that down. The Lord took care of it. Anyway, come flee from the land of the north from Babylon, says the Lord, all his exiles there. I scattered you to the winds, but I will bring you back. Jeremiah even says, I'll bring you back with your little ones. That's so cool. Look at this. The Lord escaped to Zion now. Zion means Jerusalem. Come on, go. Come on back. The Lord of glory sent me against the nations that oppress you. For he who harms you sticks his finger in Jehovah's eye. Can you imagine that? Well, that guy treated me wrong today. That guy did something. Don't worry. They just poked the Lord in the eye. The Lord saw that. In a minute, you're going to see a scripture and you'll go, I've heard that all my life. Watch where it is in its beautiful setting. I'll smash them with my fist. Look at this. And their slaves will be their rulers. <laughs> you will know it was the Lord God Almighty who sent me. Sing Jerusalem and rejoice, for I have come to live among you, says the Lord. You think the Lord's among us? Yeah, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He's called Emmanuel, God with us. Look at this. At, at that time, many nations, look at this, will be converted to the Lord. And they too shall be my people. There's us because I'm not a Jew. But I'm called a Jew because of what Jesus has done. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I will live among them all. Look at that. Well, the Jew, he's the faith. No, he said, I'll live among them all. Praise the Lord. Then you will know that it was the Lord God Almighty who sent me to you. And Judah shall be the Lord's inheritance in the Holy Land. And God shall once more choose to bless Jerusalem. Be silent, all mankind, before the Lord. For he has come to earth from heaven, from his, holy, uh, from his holy home. Praise the Lord. Boy, where's God when you need him? Well, if you read this, you'd have to say, well, Lord, you're here among us. Here we go. Then the angel showed me in my vision, Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan was there at the angel's right hand, accusing Joshua of many things. Is that the Joshua? No, it's not that same Joshua. But I just happened to know because I, I looked for it. Okay, he came back with this guy came back with Nehemiah and Ezra. Let's catch him real quick. Let's see where would he be. Uh, I know where it is. Haggai, where's Haggai? H I G. Where am I at? Oh, there it's right there. Uh, here we go. Look at this. See, there's King Darius. See, he says, uh, Haggai the prophet. He was just a prophet. He was with uh, the governor of Judah. And there he is, and Joshua, the high priest. They were together. Now, and what were they doing? They were rebuilding the temple. Okay, now let's go back to the story here, uh, where we were. We were at Zechariah at chapter 3, weren't we? Okay, so now we know these were real fellows. So anyway, now remember, they were having some trouble. They got back to Jerusalem. They're rebuilding everything. Some bad things started happening, and that's why the devil's here. He's trying to break it up. 
he was accusing Joshua. Joshua was a high priest. The Lord said to Satan, I reject your accusation, Satan. Boy, that's something. That's because of this fellow. You think the Lord rejects the accusations against Satan about you? Oh, yes. I mean, the devil says, I got old Phil. I know his life. I, the Lord says, I reject your accusations. Oh, they're true, but it's all right. I reject them. I've, I've forgiven Phil, you know. As a matter of fact, my record says he's pure. It's never had. Watch, here it goes. Watch this. Yes, I, the Lord, have decided to be merciful. He says, Jerusalem here. He could have just said Joshua, but he says everybody. I rebuke you. Wow. I have decreed mercy to Joshua and his nation. They're all like a burning stick, a burning stick, excuse me. They're all like a burning stick pulled out from the fire. Praise the Lord. I thought God was putting me in the fire. No, he just pulled you out. Look at this. Joshua's clothing was filthy as he stood before the angel of the Lord. The angel said to the others standing, but remove his filthy clothing. And turning to Joshua, he said, See, I have taken away your sins. Now this is a real guy, just like you and I. And now I'm giving him these fine new clothes. Then I said, Please, uh, uh, could he have a, a clean turban on his head? So they gave him one. You know, if you ask the Lord for something, he'll get it to you. I mean, who is this? Pro Zachariah just blurted this. Hey, can he have a new turban? There was a special turban that was built for Moses said, the Lord said, build it this way for Aaron. And it had the names of the tribe of Israel, had a lot of jewels on it. Anyway, let's keep going. Then the angel of the Lord spoke very solemnly to Joshua and said, look, the Lord God Almighty declares, if you will follow the paths, in other words, just stay with me, you'll always be blessed. That I've set for you and do all I tell you, that I'll put you in charge of my temple to keep it holy. I'll let you walk in and out of my presence with these angels. Praise the Lord. Wow. Uh, hang on, where we go? Yeah. Listen to me, O Joshua, the high priest, and all you other priests. You are illustrations, look at this, of good things to come. How many times have you heard stories about Pastor so-and-so, he lost his wife, you know. His kids died in the car wreck. I don't know why, you know. Things are so bad, but I think the story here is you never know what the Lord might put you on. I'm sorry people got problems, I'm so but the Lord's mercy is there to help. You don't preach that assuming that we never know what's going to happen in the future and things are going to fall apart. No, it's good things to come. The Lord will help you when you got a big one coming. He will. Praise the Lord. Now look what he says. Now here comes some stuff about Jesus out of the blue. Your illustrations of good things. Don't you see? Joshua represents my servant, the branch. That's Jesus. He will be the foundation stone where, I don't know, yeah, Jesus said, I'm the stone that the builders rejected. Wow. That Joshua is standing beside, and I will engrave this inscription on it seven times. I will, look at that. I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. After that, the Lord God Almighty declares, you will all live in, look at that, peace and prosperity. And each one of you, look at that. Dustin told me when I read this one day, he's not here this morning, but he said, that was so cool, Dad. He said, I'm getting my own house. Look at this. You will own a home of your own where you can invite your neighbors. I didn't think the Lord cared about that. Well, we don't think he cares about anything if we don't read our Bibles. I know I would just be living based on what I hear people say, you know. Probably that crazy guy on the radio saying women ought to be wearing perfume and makeup, and I think that's all about Jesus. Good grief. Man, men need to clean up too. God. Okay, here we go. Chapter 4. Then the angel who had been talking to me oh, uh, woke, woke me. 
as though I'd been asleep. What do you see now? Well, I see a gold lampstand with seven lamps, and on the top of there is a reservoir for the olive oil that feeds the lamps, flowing them into seven tubes. I'm going to get me a book. Yeah, you'll find you a book too, a whole thick book about this thing, and it won't be, it won't be the truth. Here's the truth. I see two olive trees carved upon the lampstand, one for each side of the reservoir. What is it, sir? Oh, it's those two witnesses in the book of, book of Revelation. Oh, don't, don't go there. Listen to what the angel says. You wouldn't even think that if somebody hadn't said that. Those two witnesses, they're two witnesses over there. Okay, don't worry about that. He said, I see two olive trees carved upon the lampstand, one on each side of the reservoir. What's that? What does it mean? Do you really want to know? I'm not going to tell you. No. Anyway, he said, no, sir, I don't. Then he said, this is God's message uh, to Zerubbabel. Now, that was the governor, well, actually the king, you could say, of Jerusalem at the time. Look at that. Look at that. Not by might nor power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Now, we've heard that forever. Maybe if you hadn't, it is a very common scripture. Not by might nor power, but by the spirit of the Lord. What's he talking about? How are we ever going to get back to Jerusalem? How are we ever going to rebuild the wall? How are we ever going to have our nation back? It's going, he said, when this happens, look at this. You will succeed because of my spirit, though you are few and weak. Therefore, no mountain, however high, can stand before Zerubbabel. Now, he was like King David, okay? For it will flatten. I mean, this is just amazing. Because they were all about to give up hope, saying, oh, man. It'll flatten before him, and Zerubbabel will finish this temple, and he did, with many shouts of thanksgiving for God's mercy, declaring all that was done by his grace alone. Hello, Ezra and Nehemiah, those two books side by side, show this. Another message that I received from the Lord said, Zerubbabel laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Then you will know that these messages are from God. I mean, he did it. Remember, they built that wall. Uh, they got the wall up in about, what, two and a half months or three months? Uh, Nehemiah says, look at that. Oh, where have we heard that? Don't despise this small beginning. King James says, you know, don't despise little beginnings or something like that. For the eyes of the Lord rejoice to see the work begin. I see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. For these seven lamps represent the eyes of the Lord that see everywhere around the world. Praise the Lord. Then I asked him about the two olive trees and the other lampstands and about the two olive branches that emptied into the gold bowls. All he says is these are two helpers from the Lord. That's all he says. We're going to need to stop here. Don't you know? He asked. No, sir. Then he told me. He said, uh, uh, he said they represent the two anointed ones who assist the Lord over all the earth. He didn't say, well, they assist the Lord in the time of revelation, you know, 3,000 years from now. No, they're doing it now. Could be Gabriel and uh, oh, Michael. But who cares? I looked up again, I saw a scroll flying through the eye, through the air. What do you see? A flying scroll. Ah, oh, what does this mean? No, read it. It appears to be about 30 feet long, 15 feet wide. Okay. This scroll, he told me, represents words of God's curse going out all over the entire land. Ooh. It says all those who steal and lie have been judged and sentenced to death. Remember, a lot of that's going on. You know, people don't believe there's a God. People don't think anything of it. I'm sending this curse in the home of every thief, everyone who swears falsely by my name. Knows I swear to God that happened. I swear to God I put, you know, uh, Bob, I put antifreeze in your tractor last night. I swear to God. And I didn't do it. But because I said that, he'll believe me because I swear. 
That's what he's saying. That's actually what the, it's not GD this and GD that, that. Using my name to swear to a falsehood. That's taking the Lord's name in vain. Okay. So anyway, my curse will be on his home and completely destroy it. Then the angel left me for a while. He returned and said, look up. Something's traveling through the sky. Watch this one. What is it? It's a bushel basket filled with the sin prevailing everywhere throughout the land. So there's this bushel basket flying through there. What's all this? Remember, the whole world's in wickedness here. So look at that. Suddenly, the heavy lead cover on the basket was lifted, and I saw a woman sitting in the basket. Yep, them women, folk. It's women, it's women, it's women. No, it's not. Look what it says. She represents wickedness, not harlotry or whatever. Okay. And he pushed her back in the basket, clamped the, hit lead, the heavy lid again, and I saw two women flying toward us with wings like those of a stork. You know, I, saw, I saw this the other day, and I thought, well, apparently there are some women folk looking angels because <laughs> there's the first reference I've ever seen. But anyway, and they took the basket, the bushel basket, and they flew off with it high in the sky. Well, hey, where are they taking her? Let's read a secret book. No, they're going to tell you. They're going to take her to Babylon. Okay. Matter of fact, you hear that in the book of Revelation. To Babylon, where they will build a temple and basket, and there you go, and worship it. Notice it didn't say, that's because she's a harlot. No. They're worshiping idols. That's what it represented. Then I looked up, and we're going to stop right here. Let's do six, and we'll stop. I saw four chariots coming between what looked like two mountains made of brass. Brass mountains, four chariots. Okay. The first chariot was pulled by red horses, second by black ones. Okay. The third by white ones, the fourth by dapple grays. Okay. What are these? Let's get a magic book. No. Uh -uh. I asked the angel. These are the four heavenly spirits, look at that, who stand before the Lord of all the earth. Praise the Lord. Do you know what I have seen old-timey clocks before? And these guys knew these stories, and they drew these chariots. They knew. Where's that today? Nobody's reading. Well, we are, praise the Lord. The chariot pulled by the black horse will go north, the one... Uh, and the one pulled by the white will follow it there, while the dapple grays go south. The red horses were impatient to be off, to patrol and go forth across the earth, the Lord said. Oh, so the Lord said, go, begin your patrol. So they left at once. You know, praise the Lord. We're, you know, we're not down here by ourselves, praise the Lord. Now, I, I love America, and I love these other nations and stuff like that. But isn't it great to know, praise God, truly God is in control. Oh, there is some outlaws going on, because that's why they're patrolling. They're not like saying, well, I'm going to set up Hitler, and I'm going to set up this guy, and I'm going to set up all these bad guys, and I'm all involved in evil and in good. No, he's not. He's patrolling. Here we go. In another message, he said, Heldiah, Tobijah, and Jedediah. Now, these are three real people. They just came from King Darius, shall we say. They're going to bring gifts of silver and gold from the Jews exiled in Babylon. Yeah, that's what we heard in, in Nehemiah and Ezra. The same, the same day they arrive, meet them at the home of Josiah, son of Zephaniah, where they will stay. Accept their gifts and make from them a crown from silver and gold. Now, here we go. We're going to stop here in this chapter, I promise. Make a crown of silver and gold. Now, guess what? It's going to go on the high priest Joshua. So Now, why is it going on his head? Well, watch. He's going to tell us. Remember, these are very short chapters. Then he put the crown on the head of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest. Tell him, the Lord God Almighty says, here's some more stuff about Jesus. And that's why Jesus said, strike the shepherd. Remember, Jesus authenticated this book here. Okay. He said, you okay. He put the crown on the high priest's head. You represent the man who will come, whose name is the branch. 
He will grow up from himself, and he will build the temple of the Lord. And actually, talking about his body, remember that? Destroy this temple, and in three days, I'll rebuild it. Okay. To him belong the royal title. Look at this. He will rule both as a king and a priest. You know, if we don't read our Bibles, we'll, sometimes we'll scratch our heads and go, well, gosh, your hope God was prophesied, Jesus was prophesied about. Oh, my goodness. Jesus, if he heard you say that, which he has, he would say, have you not read? Have you not read? It's so simple. It's a coloring book. You could just read this and get it. Uh, he'll rule as a king and a priest with perfect harmony between the two. Uh, skip down. I only like two more verses here. Here we go. Uh, then put the crown in the temple of the Lord to honor those who gave it, those three guys. These three who have come from so far away represent many others who will someday come, look at that, from distant lands to rebuild the temple of the Lord. So those three guys and this crown actually represent you and I. Anyway. And when this happens, you will know my messages have been from God, the Lord God Almighty. But none of this is going to happen unless you obey the Lord. Remember, they had the opportunity to just worship a cow if they wanted to. Anyway, we could keep clicking, and it goes rather quick. But anyway, praise the Lord. We'll just stop right here. Uh, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you. It's history. Hallelujah. And look how you were taking care of the Israelites when they came back from slavery again. One time from Pharaoh, second time from Nebuchadnezzar. And and that group, they were allowed to come back. Praise the Lord. And, and you were so involved. You loved them. You were going to take care of them. So, Father, I want to thank you, Lord. If we're not feeling good today, you'll take care of that. Praise the Lord. And if we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. And if it's just some other problem, who knows whatever it is. Oh, my gosh. What, what could it be in the light of how great you are? You'll fix that. And so, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left for, for us to keep records and tell others what you've done in our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, well, we didn't keep you 50 minutes like we did. Hey, we're 29 minutes and 54 seconds.